to a true side of crime, true cider. I am so happy to be back in the studio so I can get to connect with you. Today we're going to be talking about the Lawson family murder. All right, let's get in. So the father of this family's name is Charles Lawson. Charles was born on May 10th of 1886. Yes, this one is going to be over a hundred years old. Um, He was born on May 10th of 1986 to Augustus and Nancy Lawson in a small community. It wasn't even considered a town yet and the town was called Lawsonville outside of Danbury, North Carolina. Like you live in a town called Lawsonville, I feel like that's probably your like family's town. He was the third born child of eight children. So I had five parents had eight children. And in 1911, at the age of 25, he married 19 year old Franny Manry. Franny was born October 13th 1892 to John and Ona Manring in Stokes County, North Carolina. Franny was also the third born child, but she was the third of nine kids. They had a lot of kids back in the day. So that this couple were going to have eight kids of their own. And we're going to go ahead and just go through the kids from oldest to youngest. There's Marie Lawson. She was born in 1912. Arthur Lawson. He was born in 1913. William Lawson. He was born in 1914, but he would die at the age of six from pneumonia. Carrie Lawson, 1917. Maybell Lawson, 1922. James Lawson, 1925. Raymond Lawson, 1927. And Mary Lou Lawson, 19. 29. Okay. The family would live their lives as tobacco sharecroppers. Now, sharecroppers are farmers that pay the rent for the land by usually giving part of the crop to the actual landowner. They moved uh, to another area of Stokes County called Germantown in 1918, and they worked really, really hard to save money to buy their farm, and they were able to do so in 1927. And the farm was not far from Charles' brother, who moved to Germantown not long before the loss day he's actually one that told them like hey y'all should move here so two years later they would be in that very home when literally only one person from this family would survive the lawson's were not what you would call dirt poor but they also weren't rich they were what i guess would be considered working class so when charles took the family to town and bought them all brand new clothes like literally what ever outfit they wanted and he insisted that they take a take pictures like a week or so before christmas it was a little bit weird and kind of out of character for charlie that's not something that he actually did and i will um put this picture on our instagram and our twitter and our facebook page also um because it's weird the men arthur And Charles, they're kind of smirking. His daughter Marie has this look on her face like she is so angry that she has to stand there and take this picture. It's a weird looking picture. When you look at it, you're like, this is odd and something's going on. And this is literally the last picture the family would take before their death. So now on the morning of December 25th, the family woke up and it was a normal Christmas morning. They opened presents. The oldest daughter, Marie, she was baking a raisin cake. I actually looked up because I didn't know what that is. It's, and for what I found, it dates back to like the Civil War. It used boiled raisins and sometimes butter. Sometimes you don't use butter, but it has all the standard cake ingredients 
plus boiled raisins and you can make it with or without the butter. It's weird, but hey, that's what they ate in the time. Marie was said to have been really happy about baking this cake for her family. She, it was Christmas. She wanted to make a cake for her family so they can have Christmas dinner and eat. Now, what I tell you from here on out is literally gonna be pieced together from the gunshots heard, the crime scene, what it looked like, the observation of the police and other people at the scene, and of the only surviving witness who I am not going to say yet. All right, so later on that morning, the oldest son, Arthur, wanted to go hunting. And so he asked his dad for some ammo. His dad said he had no ammo. And he gave Arthur some money and he sent him to town like, hey, just go get some yourself. It's weird though, because no stores were said to be open. Like they said no stores were open on Christmas, but because store owners lived in like the building where their store was, people could knock and they would just let them come in and buy stuff. I feel like your ammo is not that important that you interrupting somebody else's Christmas morning. But you do you, boo. Charles went to town and he bought the bullets Um, not long after Charles left. And he was supposed to have left with a friend. Somebody stayed the night the night before. I, I got mixed information about that, whether somebody was with him or not. But anyway, um, not too long after he left, the two middle girls, Carrie and Maybell, they got dressed. They were heading to their aunts and uncles home to visit them for Christmas, you know, normal thing. They literally would make it outside and their dad was hiding behind the pole barn as they passed and he shot them both. And then he bludgeoned them to finish off the fucking job. Like what kind of horrible piece of trash are you that you not only shoot your daughters, but you bludgeon them to death just to make sure that they're dead. After He was done murdering his two middle daughters. He walked towards the house where he found his wife, Franny, on the porch. Now, I don't know if she was on the porch because she heard shots really close to her house or she just was, you know, outside. I don't know if she was checking on the girls or what was going on, but he called her outside and he shot her. After he shot Franny, that alerted the other kids in the house. Marie was said to have screamed and the youngest two boys, they both went to hide. I'm sure they didn't realize really what was going on because they were so young, but they knew something wasn't right. Now, I can imagine how scared these kids were especially little boys they were they're foreign too oh that's just my youngest son is five and I can't imagine like the horror of him seeing something so horrible so he shot Marie and then also bludgeoned her and then he went to search for his two little boys and he shot and bludgeoned them also the fact that I have to keep saying that somebody bludgeoned their children really strikes a chord with me and it makes me so hella uncomfortable because these are small kids and it's pissing me off that I have to keep saying that he did that to them. So after he was done with the little boy, he went to find baby Mary Lou and bludgeoned her to death. For whatever reason, it's not like she could have told what happened. Maybe he knew that he was killing everybody and so he wanted to kill her too. I don't know why you would do this to an infant. She literally wasn't even like three months old yet. This is a baby baby. So he goes to the nearby woods and the bodies are found because a family member stops to, you know, visit for Christmas, say hi to everybody. And he, this family member saw this gruesome scene can you imagine going to your family's house on christmas day and you just seeing bodies laid everywhere with rocks under their head like he laid them on rocks like 
they were pillows or something. I don't understand that. So the police got there and then other people from town began to congregate on the property. This is the 1800s. It's a really small town. People are trying to figure out what's going on. They're probably scared, literally shitless. Now when Arthur returns from town, he finds out that his family is dead. Like he went to go get bullets and he finds out that his family's dead. So his dad did have bullets. He just didn't want to give them to him because he had other fucking plans for him. Oh, that it just, it pisses me off. All of a sudden though, everybody hears a single gunshot. They would go towards the gunshot and they would find Charles and he had two letters on him. They were both like partial letters, I guess. They were really, one was just like a phrases pieced together and they were like small pieces just shoved in his pocket. Anyway, the first one said, one of the phrases was nobody to blame, but the other is troubles can cause. I have no idea what that means. It didn't give an explanation. Why did you kill your six of your last seven living children and yourself and your wife? And it was literally, they said a ring around the tree, like in the grass by the tree. They found him. Apparently he was just pacing around fucking tree this whole time before he killed himself. I don't know. And no one also understands why author is alive like why did he not kill this guy um like why author has if author knows why his dad spared him which i doubt he would have known i'm sure he was shocked that this whole thing happened he never said anything but 16 years later he would die in a fatal accident in walnut grove north carolina he would go on to marry and he would have children of his own but unfortunately he would not be alive to even see his kids grow up and that is another tragedy right this family just had so much tragedy the first son he dies when he's six years old of pneumonia then the dad kills like eight the eight of the nine remaining family members and 16 years later the brother dies in a vehicle accident. That's just, it's really sad. In 1929, the family was all buried together in a gravesite with baby Mary Lou being buried in the arms of her mother. Now, I understand people have family gravesites, but I feel like Charles gave up the right to be buried with his family when he took their lives. They should not have needed to be buried then. He took their lives and I don't think he deserved to be buried with them. But that's just my opinion. So, their, this phrase was on their headstone. Not now, but in the coming years. It will be a better land. We'll read the meaning of our tears and then sometime we'll understand. Now, a part of this, the meaning of our tears was taken and made into a book about the Lawson family murders from a father-daughter duo. I'll talk a little bit more about them later because they did some hardcore investigating. Right now, I do wanna talk about some of the theory came around from this, right? So one of the theories is apparently Marie had told a family friend or one of her friends that her and her that her dad was having an inappropriate relationship with her. And maybe she was pregnant, which I feel like even if that was the case, why would he kill the entire family except maybe just to like hide it? I don't know, there's literally no proof of this, but this went around the entire town. Like the whole town was talking about how Marie must've been pregnant by her dad. And that's why her dad snapped and just killed the whole family. Like, there's, I could not find any 
factual evidence for this, but this was the rumor that was going around. And I don't understand why he wouldn't just kill like himself if that was the case. I don't understand why he killed his whole family if he was just gonna kill himself in the first place. I always think that's stupid. Start with yourself. But rumors were that Franny found out and that's why he killed the family because he didn't want Franny to divorce him or Franny to tell everybody what he had been doing with their daughter because it was so inappropriate. If he was doing that to their daughter, it is super inappropriate and he should have felt a fucking shame and he shouldn't have been doing it in the first place. Now, this might explain a lot of the discomfort in the photo. Like I said, Marie had this intense look on her face. Charles was like smirking like he knew what he was about to do or what he had already done and what he was about to do. And Franny, she just looked like she did not want to be there. She had the most stone-faced look like she did not want to be there. The older women in this picture, I mean the oldest daughter and Franny, they just looked like they were uncomfortable and did not want to be around it. But you can, the fact that they went and bought clothes for this, they're beautiful clothing. And it's sad because I'm pretty sure this is also the stuff that they got buried in, if I remember correctly. Be they were beautiful things and they had very uh, like a amazing looking family and it's just sad that their whole lives are broiled down to this some act that their father did that nobody has ever been able to explain now another theory about why charles killed his family was he apparently had a head injury he had tripped while holding an axe and the axe came back and hit him in the head now he hurt himself pretty badly but i don't know if it was bad enough for it to cause the damage that people think it did. What people think is there's, uh, there is some scientific studies that say that people who have hit their head, um, their personality shifts and it changes. And if honestly, if you look into a lot of killers, like serial killers or spree killers, people who mainly serial killers because they're more meticulous, they fall off the bike and hit their heads like really fucking hard. Or there was some kind of trauma to their heads generally when they were kids though not adults i mean it can't happen as an adult there was a case of a guy who was super like he was a super nice guy and then he hit his head and like not too long after that he killed somebody if i remember correctly this is something i read a few years ago when i first started looking into brain injury so don't completely quote me on that that is the gist of the story if you find out any other information let me know okay um i did read a few places that his brain was slightly underdeveloped this information is conflicting at best though because his brain was taken to johns hopkins by this doctor like the doctor the son or the nephew of the coroner in town worked somewhere else and so he took the brain to john hopkins so they can look at it and they say his brain was underdeveloped but other than that they couldn't find any issues for what he did but this is the late 1800s like i'm sure they couldn't find it they might have been able to find something not don't know in 2021 i keep saying the 1800s and it is literally the 1920s i don't know why i did that anyway it's the 1920s and of course they can't really find out what you know figure it out i wouldn't expect them to if they could they're stinking geniuses or they're guessing i don't know which one so i literally just said that they're amazingly smart or they're trying to dupe us which i think happened a lot in the early early 1900s now another theory they give is finance because you know they weren't well off and maybe they were getting worse and it looked like after their spending spree they had 60 dollars left because it was found in charles pocket i don't know uh i can't find anywhere that they were doing poorly like 
that their finances were worse than it had been previously because they weren't ever rich. Like they weren't ever well off. They used to be sharecroppers and I would think that they would be able to keep more of their money now because they own the actual farm. But maybe they're maybe they're not as well off as I thought they were, meaning that yes, they own their own farm, but with taxes and stuff, they're not breaking even and they're doing really bad. But there's better ways than killing your family. But we have seen people kill their family. There's been men who killed their families because of finances. It's been speculated that the money, that $60 he left in his pocket to cover the cost of the funerals because that's exactly what they did with it. I don't know. There's, there's really no rhyme or reason. He never told anybody why. He killed his damn family and it's it's ridiculous. He shouldn't have killed him in the first place. There's also a lot of questions about why he didn't kill his son, why he didn't kill Arthur. One that I think is really strong is he could have fought him off. Um, If you look in this picture, Arthur is tall. You know, he's a smaller frame guy, but he's not scrawny or anything. And with working on a farm, he probably has muscle mass. So with his dad being older, he probably was scared that his, he would fuck him up, to be completely honest. And he wouldn't be able to continue his killing spree. So maybe his was he will sacrifice killing Arthur to be able to kill the rest of the family. Now, a lot of people have brought up about um, carrying on the family name, which that is 100% probably was part of it also because people want their family names not to die and their legacy to continue, but you left behind a shitty-ass legacy, Charlie. Sorry. So, um, Charles' brother would, after the funerals and everything, he would turn the house into a museum. Now, I don't know why Charles' brother was in charge of the house when he had a living child. I'm sure that Arthur didn't want to live there, but he could have sold it or did something to it. But instead, the brother got it and he turned into a museum. Like, they had paid walkthroughs people would go through and they would just fucking touch everything. They touched stuff so fucking much that he had to put a cake, the cake on a cake pan with a server plate with a glass lid over it because people were stealing the raisins. Like, what are you doing with the raisins off this cake? Like, are you eating them? If so, that's fucking gross. If not, what are you doing with them? You keep them for several years in your pockets. It's just, oh, I don't know. Anyway, he let people go through for 25 cent a person. Maybe he needs the money. Maybe he just saw opportunity and seized it. I don't know. I don't even know how well this house was cleaned or anything before he started allowing these tours that he was allowed. Apparently it was the thing to do in the town. So there was a little boy that lived in the town and this little boy's name was Bruce. And Bruce wanted so badly to go to this house and tour it, but his mama said he was too little because he was a small child, but his sister was able to go and she would tell him about you know, what she saw in the house. So Bruce would go, would get older and he was completely fascinated by this story about the Lawson family murder. So much so that he would investigate into it. And he investigated, he looked into this so much that his daughter, whose name is Trudy, became invested in this case too. And they would write what's considered a cult classic, White Christmas, Bloody Christmas, the true story of the Lawson family murders of Christmas Day, 1929. And then a book would come out after some years later, and it would be called The Meaning of Our Tears, the book I was talking about. That book didn't come out until after Bruce had died, though. 
And I believe that Trudy got got help with from another writer with this book. It was it's so hard to find these books because I tried to find them, could not find them. I just think it's crazy that like a local boy was so fascinated about this case that he him and his daughter would go on to write books. But I kind of understand his fascination because it was a local case, a local to where I was that fascinated me and made me you know look into true crime i haven't covered that case yet i will eventually i want to be able to get all the files and everything because it was a cold case for a very long time and within the last five years they actually solved the case so it is no longer a cold case i'm glad that they solved the case that makes me extremely happy because it was i was at the point that i didn't think that they were ever going to solve it but they did that this man is taken off the street. He is old as dirt now because it's happened like the year I was born. But still, fuck that. He needs to be in prison. That's the case of the Lawson family murders. I know today's a pretty short one. It resembles more of a Monday mini-sode. Well, one of the longer Monday mini-sodes. But I wanted to cover this case. I wanted to give y'all something this week is partially smaller because I am literally working on a really big case that took me down a rabbit hole and that connected me to a bunch of other cases. We will probably, I probably won't be able to release that case until next month, but I will continue doing my cases. We will have a Monday mini-sode next Monday. I am sticking to my schedule. If anything changes, I will let you know on my Instagram, my Facebook or my Twitter, all of them at a true side of crime. If you go to my Instagram at a true side of crime, there's a link in my bio. It will take you to my website and all my social media stuff. Also, please don't forget to follow us, join our Facebook group. If you feel so inclined, donate to our cause on buy me a coffee or Patreon. I am actually recording the Patreon, well, by the time this episode comes out, the Patreon episode would have already been recorded. It'll be our first Patreon in this series that I'm doing. I'm super excited to record that with my daughter. So if you're not part of our Patreon, please go join. We have multiple tiers. They're super reasonable and you will get extra bonus content. And I am going to start releasing the episodes early on Patreon for all my Patreons to get a first look at the episodes every week. So if you enjoy that, being able to have more access and to get some swag, because I will be sending swag out at every level. What you get depends on what levels you are. Um, please join our Patreon. As always, stay the amazing people you are. Stay safe and please don't get murdered.